This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response, an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. TL Talk Radio Season 5, Episode 27. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 27 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hatton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. Good morning, Randy. Hello, Lynn. So glad today that we are welcoming back Kathleen McClaskey. And today we're focusing on a recent article, The UDL Lens, Empower Teachers and Learners to Transform Education. Um, and... Kathleen, you may remember, is a co-author of Make Learning Personal and also How to Personalize Learning. So welcome back to Kathleen. She's an innovative leader, education technologist, international speaker, and UDL consultant for with over 30 years of experience in creating learner-centered environments. She's passionate in empowering learners with tools, skills, and learning strategies so they become independent self-directed learners, learners with agency who are ready for college, career, and life in their futures. Um, you can uh, follow Kathleen and learn more about how UDL can be used to achieve educational equity, learner agency, and self-advocacy, and we'll include those links in our notes. So welcome back to TL Talk Radio, Kathleen. Well, thank you so much, Randy, for inviting me. Um, I appreciate talking with you and Lynn this morning. And we appreciate um, your time here as well. And uh, really look forward to talking about UDL. I don't think we've had any episodes so, on UDL. No, so no. This, is a, this is a new one for our listeners. And um, let's start with how did you personally um, become inspired by focusing your work on UDL and personalization? Well, this is a long story, but I'll make it really short. I was introduced to UDL about 20 years ago. Uh, I saw its value uh, really to be able to teach all learners in the classroom because it really, uh, the perspective of UDL is really who are your learners in the classroom and how do you teach all learners every day? 
so I worked at really developing uh, some really good methods and processes and using UDL and taught several graduate courses around that for many, many years. Um, and then in 2011, um, I met up with Barbara Bray uh, and partnered with her in Personalized Learning LLC. And, um, and I said to her, you know, um, UDL is really uh, the perfect match for personalization. And, uh, but here's what we're going to do since our focus is on the learner. So Barbara and I really saw a learner as the missing piece uh, around personalization and the way that people were talking about it. So we basically developed the UDL lens. Um, and then about a year later, um, I came up in the middle of the night and thought about how we could use UDL in practical ways by both teacher and learner and came up with the terminology of access and Gage and express. So uh, that's the focus really um, of how that UDL and personalization got married. But sometimes it takes, you know, 10 to 20,000 hours of thinking about a topic yeah. mm -hmm. to make a connection, right? And mm -hmm. um, I probably have invested probably in excess of 30,000 hours around UDL. And, um, you know, I consider myself somewhat of an expert. And a lot of people see that as well. Uh, but I've really taken UDL to a different level to really empower children. So interesting um, marrying, and it is a perfect connection between personalization and UDL. And, um, you know, we've we've read and talked about both of the books that you and Barbara co-authored. So we have a good understanding of that access, engage, and express and what that means and how that can be used to support per personalization. Um, and it marries well. I'm going to share a quote from your recent article and um, invite you to share with us what you mean by that quote. Um, okay. that we found to be really powerful. If we want to transform education and have each learner develop agency, personalized learning needs to start with the learner. So what does that really mean to you, um, Kathleen, this idea of really starting with the learner? Because everybody has a different definition of personalization. Oh, well, uh, and I have mine. and I created a new one recent, uh, last year. And, uh, but let me just tell you a little bit about that, uh, that quote. Uh, those words were highly intentional, first of all. Okay. Um, why does personalized learning need to start with the learner? Because uh, we need to understand who learners are and how they learn first. You can't really create any personalization. And I'll just redefine what personalized learning is. Personalized learning, by the way, is not about tailoring the learning for each learner. It's really to help the learner to identify the skills they need become more independent and self-directed in their learning uh, so they can personalize learning for themselves and they can develop agency uh, as, in, as a result of that. So, because when you're self-directed, you are a, a learner with agency. Then how do we get every learner to do that? So I know that personalized learning often has that terminology that it's what we do to a learner. It's never what we do to a learner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I'm pretty emphatic about that because I've worked with several school districts in really in implementing um, this and virtually spend an entire year just around um, a three-step process, uh, starting with the learner profile, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. but it's, it's really uh, critical uh, for people to understand. Um, it doesn't start with the curriculum or the standards. It really needs to start with the learner. Uh, we can't 
really design instruction effectively in the classroom unless we know who the learners are. Mm-hmm. And your three-step, as soon as you said, um, starting with the learner, it reminded me of your your version three guide of personalization versus differentiation versus individualization. <laughs> so I've got that visual. We'll link that if there are people who haven't seen that before. It's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And it is that paradigm shift of who do you start with, the system or the learner? And in personalization, so many people are in that old paradigm of the system, and that's where they want to start with that idea of doing learning to uh, doing something to the learner. Uh, right. And, and you have to turn that upside down and think about it a little bit differently. So once we have this uh, conceptualization of personalization and uh, this UDL lens of access, engage, and express, how do those two things sort of synergize? We mentioned they were, you know, perfect marriage, good partners here. How do those two things work together to support each other? Yeah, so that that UDL lens of access, engage, and express are really used in a three-step process that begins with the learner profile. And this is where the learner uh, is able to express about who they are, what their passions are, what their interests are, but they're also able to really, for the very first time, really share out their strengths and challenges around access, engage, and express. I sort of want to back up a little bit about UDL. UDL is really based uh, in, in neuroscience, um, has a great deal of research, uh, and we definitely need to start using uh, UDL, which is a learning science instead of learning styles uh, for learners because um Boy, the brain is far too complex <laughs> to really uh, use one or two words to identify who a learner is. Um, but go back to the UDL lens of access, engage, and express. Uh, first, you start off the learner profile. And that's very, very empowering, by the way, for the learner. Um, first of all, when you ask learners to do this, it basically says to them how much you value them uh, as, mm-hmm. as a learner. The second thing is um, it actually validates the learner because a lot of times kids never share out their strengths and challenges ever. Isn't that kind of strange in a classroom that kids would never talk about that? Um, But if you do this sort of, um, if you follow this particular first step in the process, kids will actually end up telling their story, okay? And we all have stories. Um, In fact, each one of us (laughs) uh, who's listening to this, um, this talk today basically has an inner child in which they never really got to share their story. Um, I can think about that myself um, as, a, as a child, things I never shared with the teacher. Um, and all they were looking for is, can you read? Uh, how well can you take a test? How well can you do on the test? When in fact, I had all these other things I really wanted to share. So the profile allows that to happen. When you have that profile, then you actually can now build what's called a personal learning backpack, which is the second part of the process, where now kids have identified and actually said, you know, I have a really difficult time reading. You know, um, I would really like to use a tool to help me read. Well, wouldn't that be great if kids were asking? <laughs> I would like to, right? Instead of you saying, you, 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 right? Uh, you need this or you need that. And the reason why that's so powerful is that it provides that ownership to learning. Okay, that um, I know I have a problem and I know I would really like to get develop some skills to help me here. And so uh, now you can actually have a conversation with the learner uh, and develop a partnership. So when a learner says, I want to learn how to do something, that certainly leads to the next step, which is a personal learning plan where goals are set. 
action steps are developed with the learner. Uh, the learner is saying, here's how I'm going to show that I've really achieved what I, my goal. And now we're actually talking about goal setting and action planning with each and every learner to develop the skills so they become more independent and self-directed in their learning. Um, every teacher on the planet, okay, would love kids to be self-directed, right? <laughs> and I'm just saying that if you haven't tried this process, you need to sort of jump in and actually take a look at that. It's chapter four of how to personalize learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably, I will tell you that when I developed that particular chapter, it was the best thinking I've ever had, but it was based on almost 20 years experience around UDL. And um, thousands of teachers around the country and around the world actually use this. <laughs> so, um, Including some, some in our own district. And actually both of us have used it with our grad students sure. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I'd love to hear about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, that's a, uh, you know, I hope that sort of tells you why you, you need to use this particular um, process and methodology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's, um, you know, we mentioned we've, we've both used this. How does it help a learner tell his or her story and develop agency as they create the profile? Is there anything you want to add to that? Well, um, I'd like to sort of talk a little bit about agency. I know that, mm-hmm. you know, we may have some other questions about that. And I recently came up, uh, discovered a quote from um, um uh, a professional out in um, Australia around agency. And I really liked his definition. I'll try to remember and share that with you who that is. Um, a lot of people do ask about the terminology agency. And I, I come back and say to them, it's really uh, the power to act. Um, and I want you to think about that. And I think that if we keep the terminology uh, simple, if people are now able to relate that to really actual practice. Um, but when a learner is able to tell their story, and I think I sort of just explained that three-step process, that does lead to agency for learners, okay? Um, the learner profile is something that changes over time, uh, where learners are always now talking about and you know their strengths and challenges in different ways, and that they've actually may have taken a, a challenge that they've had and actually have turned it into a strength. So... Um, but it's all the idea of, is about a learner really developing skills, okay? And I think that needs to be our focus. You can't get to agency without skill development. Mm-hmm. So um, that needs to be the focus. And I think that um, if we actually focused on agency, um, all the other things would fall into place. Um, if that was our promise to kids, right? We need to promise agency to children. Okay, Um, because uh, we want them to have great outcomes in their life. And that's a very important um, skill, um, set of skills that children can have so they can have those choices. Uh, And I look at everyone and every child uh, in this way. So and also I want to point out also teacher agency needs to also be a part of this. Okay. So I have a curiosity, mm-hmm. and it's a bit of a struggle sometimes that you know we, we want agency for the people that we work with, for the people that are in our graduate classes, um, all learners. We want to release that agency. And so when you create the context 
to release that and somebody turns that down what's 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 how do you get better at that i guess that's my curiosity well i think that what's really important is um that uh, building relationships uh with each learner is really important you know um and having regular conversations um with them uh, and I know that some kids have probably developed sort of a fixed mindset about who they are. And uh, sometimes that's a hard thing to change. So I don't, I'm not saying that just having conversations is going to change all of that. But I think regular conversations um, and taking at least one goal uh, that they would like to work on. And sometimes it's just a personal goal. Something that they have real interest in is usually a great start to all of that, by the way, um, because when kids can do something to really fulfill themselves on a personal level uh, and work at something that they really find engaging and interesting, um, and some schools have actually created what's called passion projects, uh, where they schedule, where they actually cut out time every single week, like 90 minutes a week for kids to work on their passion projects. And sometimes that's really the Kickstarter for kids to really see things differently and how, uh, and see themselves differently. And, uh, so a strong relationship is the fuel to um, mm-hmm. releasing that agency to, to influence somebody to accept that invitation to right. take that agency. Well, they, it's about ownership uh, in the end. Um, and well, some kids have never had that ownership. And sometimes you have to have that, kids need to have that experience. Mm-hmm ownership in order to really to see the how they could really develop agency in your article that we've referenced before you shared what learning agency could look like and um, how about highlighting a few ideas for our listeners around agency and we've spoken about that before but i think you've got a quote there you'd like to share yes so learner agency uh, provides a reason to commit take risks and persist in the face of challenges and setbacks. So that's why um, every learner needs to have agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So lots to think about in this conversation with agency and um, personalization and starting with the learner and releasing some of that agency. And um, certainly you have given us lots of resources to consider as well about um, UDL and access, engage, and expressing um, personalization. So a few more ideas, and maybe we can add some resources to our list. And before we invite you to share what's next for you, let's hear your ideas about some of our lightning response questions. And we added these uh, this season. So this is something new, Kathleen, where um, it's just been a really great way to get some more resources to us and to our listeners. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So who's okay. one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about UDL? Well, I have a very good friend who is truly an expert on UDL, and that's Louise Perez. And Louise is a um, well-known author and consultant uh, around UDL. And um, he just has just tremendous insight uh, into what that does, even around personalization. Okay, great. And if you were recommending one book to our listeners, what might that book be? 
Well, outside of my own, I would definitely recommend uh, Dive Into UDL. That's by Luis Perez and Kendra Grant, both uh, experts in this field of UDL and how to use it in practical ways in the classroom. Okay, great. And are there any online sites or resources or people from whom you learn regularly? Well, um, I learned quite a bit on um, a few resources. First of all, uh, one of the sites that I use, I look and read on is KnowledgeWorks site. Mm. Um, I know all, quite a few of those people in KnowledgeWorks um, and like to really think about what the future of learning is. And they really talk a lot about that. Um, Students at the Center is another resource that has a vast amount of resources around student-centered, learner-centered learning, and some great processes um, and resources are found there. Um, any, what individual? I don't, I can't really think of just one individual, um, but I, I listen to a lot of individuals. <laughs> I read uh, articles uh, on a lot of leaders um, in this field. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't really pick, you know, one that I read uh, regularly. Um, I always get George Curris's articles uh, every week that he puts mm-hmm. out. I read those. Um, and uh, there's that's probably the most consistent author of, of articles, of blogs that I can think about. Um, Great. We'll add those yeah. to our um, notes. And I, and, I, and, I, and I do want to mention Education Reimagined, and, um, and I always read their articles. They interview some of the most interesting people on the planet and, um, and they really get to visit schools and I'm a part of their learning lab. And I know that Randy, you are and Lynn. Um, so, but I uh, do quite a bit of work with Education Reimagine and go to a lot of site visits. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Kathleen and um, giving us all those recommendations. We'll link everything in the show notes, including some information about um, your learner profiles and your um, other writings, your three-step process in developing learner agency. Um, Lots of great resources for our listeners. Thank you. So to wrap up the conversation, Kathleen, what is on the horizon for you and what would you like to share with our listeners? Well, there's actually two things on the horizon. The first is actually a children's book oh, uh, for learners to find, um, discover their inner child. Um, that and, sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it, that's actually a, a bigger process and a longer process than actually writing a publication for education. Hmm. Um, the second thing I'm doing is really looking at uh, developing um, – some implementation guides around that three-step process uh, for K to two, uh, three to five, and six to twelve. Oh, so those would be guides on implementation. Even though you know we've we've provided a lot of great templates and stuff like that, implementing this is a totally different story. Um, and there's some really great examples. As I said, I'm working with lots of school districts around this. Mm-hmm. So. I'm very excited to, and I would say that's at least a year out <laughs> because the children's book or the implementation guide. Well, well, the children's book actually may take up to two years okay. because yet yeah, because of uh, the process that children's authors and publishers that use, mm-hmm. you actually have to have an um, 
an illustrator, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that illustrator is not necessarily readily available. Mm. Sure. So, uh, but that's a much bigger process than actually writing a publication for education. It's a different process altogether. Oh. Uh, the other one I would hope that I would be able to do that, say, within a year, a year and a half, about the implementation guides, because lots of people use our, you know, use this process. Mm-hmm. But implementing it is a very different story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing those big ideas. We'll look forward to your children's book as well as the implementation guides. And we appreciate you joining us today, Kathleen. Thank you very much. To learn more about some of the resources that Kathleen shared, you'll see those in the show notes. Um, You'll see information about uh, the articles she linked, some of Kathleen's other work, the book recommendations and author recommendations. So lots of great resources um, from Kathleen this morning. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about and the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how does the UDL lens provide a clear understanding of personalization? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources that Kathleen shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season five, episode 27. That's all for this episode. We'll be back soon with another conversation featuring another innovative thought leader. Thanks again, Kathleen. Thanks, Kathleen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.